Hello and welcome to Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. For your listening enjoyment, John Lund as... Johnny Dollar. Frank and her at Universal Adjustment, Johnny. Oh, hi. How are you, Frank? Well, a little worried at the moment. Can you help me out? Well, that depends on what I have to do. You have to take a little trip for one thing. A farm near Lexington, Kentucky. Well, it's a slow time of the year to get out in the country. What else? Talked to a man named Calcor there. Had a raise for us that insured the $65,000. I hate to have to pay the premium on that kind of policy. Well, that's just it, Johnny. Got a wire on my desk here from a man in Calcor's business office. The horse was seriously injured and had to be destroyed. Well, no wonder you're worried, Frank. I'll be right over. John Lund in another adventure of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Here's truly Johnny Dallas. While we take a breather from our program, I'd like to ask you a question. Do you know who Uncle Sam's lawyer is? If your answer is the Attorney General, you're absolutely right. But being legal advisor to the President and other governmental agencies is only part of his job. His main task is running the Department of Justice, which makes sure that the laws passed by Congress are carried out, and that lawyers are available when the government must be represented in court. Let me give you an example. Suppose there is some question concerning the amount or kind of tax you should pay, or suppose you and the government don't agree as to which of you own certain land. That's when the Department of Justice steps in to represent the government side of the case. If anyone is brought to trial for counterfeiting, smuggling, gold hoarding, or passport forging, the Department of Justice prosecutes the case. It also handles all matters dealing with legal immigration. And all of this activity is the responsibility of an important member of the President's Cabinet, the Attorney General. Just as it is the duty of the United States government to protect each and every one of you, it is the duty of the Attorney General to protect the government of the United States. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Universal Insurance Adjusters, Suite 814, Kittridge Building, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Oklahoma Red Matter. Expense account item one, $107.80. Airfare and incidentals between Hartford and Lexington. Item two, $5 and a half. Transportation from the airport to the Great Southern Hotel. I checked in and changed clothes. Then to an address on Keith Avenue, Calgore and Company, Incorporated. Mr. Calgore is never here, Mr. Dollar. Then all of his time at the farm. You'll, you'll have to see him there. Or maybe I won't have to bother him at all. How about Mr. Monroe? Mr. Monroe isn't with Mr. Calgore's office anymore. Well, that's funny. He was yesterday afternoon when he sent my company this wire about the policy. He and Mr. Calgore, uh, ended, please. I, I might as well tell you. Oh. Well, is there anybody else around here I can talk to about this? I, I think you'll have to see Mr. Calgore. A phone call to the Calgore farm has disclosed that Mr. Calgore was out for the day. Another half hour of conversation in the office, 
and the reluctant clerk finally gave me a name and an address. He was a tall, lanky man who never took his hat off. Dr. Pierce, veterinarian. Now, it's Red, huh? Uh, the people who wrote policy sent me down from Hartford. Is there something wrong? Matter of procedure, Doctor. Mr. Calgore's office has filed claim for a $65,000 indemnity. Apparently, Mr. Monroe, who handled these things for Mr. Calgore, is no longer with him. Mm. Yes, I understood the call. And Mr. Calgore is not around at the moment. I don't get it. If Lord Calgore has been down that much insurance, he's got a right to file claim for it. Just good business to get the facts, that's all. You uh, treated him? Yes. The wire said something about a piece of machinery, a tractor with a blade X. Red rubbed back into it hard. Cut through his right hand string all the way to bone. You make out a report in a case like this? We're in amateur. The man was just like it, hmm? Only had my life to get saved or hurt sometimes. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh. Most of the tenders were cut, huh? The ones that were inserted were rapid. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's notation about the carcass cremated on the premises. Why so fast? Well, they wanted it that way. Well, then it makes my job a little more complicated. Unless you took some x-rays. There's a new need to. Well, if you that, you fell into the time I got there. What are you reading for? Proof that the injury occurred more than anything else. Mr. Calgar called you right after it happened, did he? Okay. I got there maybe ten minutes later. Lloyd was alone with the horse. The minute I laid eyes on that animal, I knew. Hmm. And you advised Mr. Calgar he had to be destroyed? I didn't have any choice. Did you consider calling in another vet? No, you didn't, man. Did Mr. Calgar ask you to call in another vet? No, Mr. Dollar. He took me a word for Why don't you? Part of my job, Dr. Pierce. Hmm? I can't take anybody's word for anything. <laughs> Expense account item three, 30 cents. For the five airmail stamps, it took to mail a copy of the complete injury report to a veterinarian service in Cleveland. Item four, $25, car rental. That afternoon, I drove out to the Calgore breeding farm. Like most of the others I'd passed, it was complete with white fences, rolling hills, bluegrass, and a stately colonial residence, just like the movies. A sullen, attractive girl in her early 20s met me at the door. I told her my name and who I wanted to see. You're not insurance player, isn't it? You hear about rent. Oh, that happened to him, aren't you? That's right. I'm Mr. Calgo. Well, I'm glad to know you. How much did Daddy have read insured for? Sixty-five thousand dollars. I don't know whether I'm supposed to discuss this with you, Miss Calgo. If Red had gotten on the tracks this year, it'd double that, triple the problem. There's not enough money in the world to accept that horse. He's a great horse. He must have been. I'm sorry this happened. God couldn't have stopped Red. Oh, I understand he was injured beyond hope. That's a lie. What's that? Dad couldn't have fought him. He just didn't have any. It was the only thing around this whole place worth anything. Well, wasn't the horse injured? That's what the lawyer tell you. But I can tell you something you, else. What are you talking about, anyhow? It was a terrible thing to do. Go to your room. It was just like murder, and you know it. You did? It was murder. Stop it. <laughs> Any time I've ever had to shoot a horse around here, she gets like that. And that way ever since we were little girls. I see. I knew I'd have to put up with a reaction like that. But I'm reluctant to apologize to you for her actions. Ed Pierce told me you were in to see him. I wish he hadn't. I intended to tell you myself, Mr. Calgore. If I've offended you, I'm sorry for it. You look like I'm doing something shady. 
Could have come to me instead of going to him. I tried to. We have to go to everybody. Dr. Pierce ordered the horse destroyed. Seemed like a fair opening to go to him and ask why. What do you want from me? All the information you can give me about the accident. Now, no matter what you think of me or my methods, I'm the man assigned to this case. This report has to be complete before your claim can be paid. You always handle a case this way. Well, that's the way I'm handling this one. They don't know what they're doing sending a man like you here. You filed a claim by wire. What did you expect? That fool Moss, Monroe, filed the claim. Now, to wait until things around here calm down a little. Is that why you fired him? That's one reason. Are you here to accuse me of something? Look, there's $65,000 at stake here. We'll pay it out when we're satisfied all the circumstances were proper and not before. I'm not afraid of you, Dollar, or your insurance company. I don't like your snooping around my office talking to my friends about me. No man would. If I don't get my information from you, I'll get it somewhere else. What I've seen of you so far and what information I have got hasn't been in your favor. I don't like that kind of talk. You don't seem to like anything about this. Now, how about it? Do we keep this up or do we get down to business? The trainer was bringing Red back from his exercise. Outside the stall, Red got scared. Mouse or something, and he reared back into that blade. When Doc got here, he said Red didn't have a chance, so I shot him, that's all. It's Trainer. What's his name? Jim Knight. He isn't around anymore. I fired him right then and there. Told him to get off my property. Who else was there? No one. The rest of them were up the house having dinner. Oh, fine. How about right afterwards? I just called Dr. Pierce. We handled it. Then better if you'd left the remains for us to examine. Dollar, I got maybe 150 head on this farm. Now and then accidents happen. If one of my stock is dead, I get rid of it as fast as I can. That's the way I operate. Where can I get in touch with Jim Knight? Where did he go? I don't know. He took the things and cleared out as fast as he could. He knew better than to hang around here. What do you mean by that? What I said, he knew better. That's what I mean. Did your daughter see any of this? Lucy. You know those crazy things she was saying when I walked into the room? And people of the crazy circumstances, what she was saying might be worth listening to. Quite true. I'd like to talk to her just the same. Abbott! Abbott! Just come. You talk to anybody you like, Dollar. You've already got all the information you're going to get from me. Just a minute, Charlie. Yes, sir. Go him out. Uh, this way, sir. Never mind. I can find my own way. <laughs> I left Lloyd Calgore. I wasn't sure whether I'd talk to a trained man or not. Calgore's belligerent attitude seemed to permeate the whole farm. The horse handlers I talked to were grumbling and complaining, and I was able to learn nothing from them except a Baltimore address for Jim Knight. However, I did talk to Lucy Calgore again, down by the stables. I thought you left a long time ago. I wanted to talk to you before I did. What about, Mr. Dollar? Your business is with my dad, not with me. Well, pardon me if I seem to confuse. Earlier today, you were very anxious to tell me something. Was I? Yes, you were. What is this, anyhow? I wish we hadn't met at all. But we did. And you said there was no need to destroy the horse after it had been injured. Did you mean the horse could have been saved? Did you have a reason for saying something like that? I've... I've just been very upset lately. All of us around here have. Yeah, I'm getting that way myself. That was the best horse we've had in the stables in five years. We've all been counting on him since, since he was a colt. Only the stupid thing happened that just turned all of us upside down. Is that your explanation for the things you said to me? Yes, for the moment. Please don't ask me any more questions right now. 
Caldors were turning out to be a dandy pair to deal with. Back in town, I checked on Caldors' financial situation. It was good, as far as the local banks were concerned. Expense account item five, $2.20, telegram. One to Hartford requesting further information regarding Caldors credit standing. The other to Baltimore, Maryland, addressed to Jim Knight. The next morning, I received an answer to the latter. Johnny Dollar. Baltimore, Maryland. Call Mr. Dollar. You want to hold on? Sure. Ready here with your call to Mexico. Go ahead. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Is this Mr. Dollar? The man who sent the telegram? Yes. Who's this? I'm Jimmy Knight's mother. The wire said it was important for him to get in touch with you. I thought I'd better call and tell you where you could reach him. Well, that's very kind. Now, he's at the Caldor farm near Mexico. You can reach him there through Mr. Lawrence. Wait a minute. Caldor. He left there three days ago, Mrs. Knight. Didn't he come home? Why, no. Why, well, are you sure he isn't at the Caldor place? I'm positive. Do you have any other ideas where he could be? No. But well, this doesn't sound like him, Mr. Dollar. Couldn't just go off without letting me know about it. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure he's my son. Maybe there's something else. Yeah. Maybe there is. <laughs> Star John Lund, we bring you the second act of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. When I talked to Jim Knight's mother in Baltimore, the Calgar claim was just about out of draw. I had a strong suspicion that the death of the horse had not occurred as reported. On the other hand, I had found no apparent reason for Calgore to do away with an animal that was evidently more valuable than the insurance had carried. It came down again to searching for the only other witness, Jim Knight. I promised his mother I'd have him contacted if I found him anywhere around Lexington. But that didn't seem likely after re-questioning several people at the Calgore farm. Now, this is where Mr. Knight stayed all the time he was here, Mr. Dollar. Uh-huh. You can see for yourself it's all cleared out. Not a stitch left. Did you happen to see him leave? No, sir. Right after the accident, he's gone. Just like that. I wonder if any of the others saw him. We talked about that. Nobody saw him go. Did he have a car? No, sir. Well, he had to have a suitcase or two. How do you suppose he got away from here, then? I had him again. I don't know. He could have lugged him out to the road and flagged himself around or waited for the bus. Maybe someone drove him? Miss Lucy might have said. He drove Mr. Knight around now and then. That business you were telling me about before, you'll have to be looked into, Lucy. Who's that? Because you intimated that your father and Dr. Pierce might be lying about the whole thing. You realize that if there's any truth to that, your father would be liable to criminal charges. I know. I was just trying to put Dad in a bad light. Well, he's not in a very good one right now. It was just a spike in my family, too. Dad and I have been arguing for weeks now. 
And when I walked in the door yesterday, you saw a way to get back at him, is that it? Something like that. Is uh, that Oklahoma Red up there? Mm-hmm. I took the picture myself. Well, I'm no horseman, but he looks like a lot of horse. He was. You know that the worst broken-down plug who ever pulled a drunk wagon has more dignity than any man who ever lived? Well, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> What's the trouble between you and your father? A man named Jim Mount. Used to work here as a painter. Yeah, I heard. I was going to ask you about him. Yes, I thought tonight. Jim and I saw quite a bit of each other, and Dad never lost us. Why? Well, I suppose because I'm all he has left. Mother and Bob, he was my older brother. They were killed in an accident a few years ago. Dad had been looking for an excuse to get rid of Jim. Your father doesn't strike me as the kind of man who has to give an excuse to fire someone he didn't like. You think he's mad? What? Nothing. Jim was a good trainer. Very good with red, much important. When the accident happened, I can imagine what Dad had to say to him when he fired him. You know where I can find him now? No. He didn't say a word to me when he left. What is it about it? Lucy, you suppose your father will ever calm down enough so I can talk to him? I don't know. The Calgary's have always been a terribly angry bunch of people. Very emotional. There doesn't seem to be much of a let-up these days. Is that what you meant when you asked me if I thought he was mad? I suppose so. It's almost as if he's on the verge of something lately, something desperate. His mood frightens me sometimes. I didn't used to. But I was thinking. A couple of years ago, Daddy bought a new car. We were outside one day and something went wrong. Well, he was surrounded. He just smashed it into a cement wall and left it. Lucy, tell me about Jim Knight. I was in love with him from the first day he came to work here. I still am. That's all it is to Calgore again the following afternoon when I returned to talk with her father. She told me he was gone and wouldn't be back until evening. I spent some more time with the people on the farm trying to find out anything that would help, but nothing did. That night, when I picked up my key at the hotel desk, there was a message to call Operator 18 in Hartford. It was Frank Ahern. Calgore's got a very good reason. He's done a branch. He doesn't seem funny. Well, then that angle is practically out, Frank. Just no reason for him to kill that animal that I can think of. How about the other? No one seems to know what happened to Jim Knight. This is far as we go, John. Somehow I feel there's more to it. What it is, I don't know, Frank. The speech thing. Well, how about going to the police and asking them to help you locate Knight? Something just occurred to me, Frank. What? Calgore hasn't threatened to go to the insurance commission or the sewers yet. Yeah, it is. If he's got a just claim. What is it now, Mr. Dolly? It's late. I just talked to my office in Hartford, Dr. Pierce. They aren't very happy with the way this case has been going. You that so? They're about ready to close it and call me home. Well, you mean they'll pay you the claim? No. I don't mean that at all. Hmm? Look, Dr. 
I spent some time checking you out because you're one of the parties who can help settle this thing. You've been in practice around Lexington for 32 years. People think a lot of you. And they hate my word. Well, I don't. I can't. I'd hate to see a nice guy like you get the book. I think I can stop it if you'll cooperate. The book? What do you mean? Forget I'm an insurance investigator. I'm just a guy giving you some information. When I said my adjustment company is ready to close the case, I mean that Calgore will have to sue for a settlement. And Cord will have to produce Jim Knight and prove his story. With what we have so far, he'll lose the suit, and the insurance company will file charges against him for attempting to defraud. And they won't fool around. It's more a bit tougher than an insurance company when somebody's trying to cheat him. And, uh, you'll have to be in court, too. You see what I mean? Well, how about it? I've been here. And he asked you to lie for him. That's understandable to me. But in a court, it's perjury. False testimony. What is it? That's up to the company. I'll have to hear your part of the first. Oklahoma Red was dead when I got there. He hadn't been in any action. Lloyd made me promise to tell you that. Lloyd just died. Just shot it? Why? Well, Red wasn't the horse Lloyd thought he was. Great confirmation that he just wouldn't run. Lloyd got the mortgage. Shot. And Mike saw it. Read it? Yes. Lloyd probably didn't remember. Go with I've heard that about him before. From who? Lucy? Yeah. He had a reason. Like I said, I've known Tom Gore for 18 years. Uh... Expect to count item six. 35 cents. I lost it in a payphone trying to get in touch with Calgore. No one answered, so I drove out. Hey, in there. Open up. Open up. Open up, somebody. Open up. Mr. Dollar, sir. Good evening. Hello, Abbott. Can you hear me? Dollar. Maybe this ain't just a good time to be coming around. Is Mr. Calgar back yet? Yes, sir, he is. But... I'd like to see him. Uh, Mr. Dollar, please. I... Hi, Robert. You're going ahead. All right, Mr. Hello, Johnny. Well, it's not in a very good mood. Neither am I. Hey, you've been crying. What's this? Oh, I just think you to be able to do anything. Get a doctor. No, I'm... Where'd he go? 
Or a man. What's that mean? Johnny, did you hear? About killing someone else? Who was talking about? Then. I called the local sheriff's office and then took a look around the ground. All the cars were still in the garages. Then I heard some sort of disturbance near the stables. Don't come any closer. I've got a shotgun here. I got a gun, too. All away from here. The police will be here any minute. This won't do you any good. Shout off. Be better if you're in the house, ready to make a statement. Dr. Pierce told me he lied for you. And you said you killed someone. Was it Jim Knight? I told you to go away from here. You better come out. I'm going to pay the whole bunch of you. Don't do anything foolish. Account item seven, thirty-seven dollars and a half, miscellaneous. Item eight, same as one, transportation back to Hartford. Expense account total, two hundred eighty-six dollars and forty-five cents. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. <laughs> 